Good morning out there, everyone tuning in to the Geekdom Underground podcast. Welcome to another episode. We're super excited to be yet again featuring a member of our community uh, doing some amazing things. Uh, as always, it is your boy, JRG, hanging out with... What's going on, Mr. JRG? Good morning, everybody. My name is Philip Hernandez, COO here at Geekdom, and I'm super pumped about this morning's episode of Geekdom Underground. Today, we have Sandra Gonzalez-Lamb, the founder of Talent Hatched, with us in the house. Also, a current participant in our Geekdom Incubator program. So, we'll get into all of those things. Sandra, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, sweet. So, as you all know, we are in the Geekdom Underground official podcast studio we still gotta get the lava lamp but uh yeah we do i know the place (laughs) it's looking a little bare still and our 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 podcast consultants have said that we need to make it cooler and so (laughs) it's legit though we we it is it is legit and that's the thing is that it's functional we have state-of-the-art equipment in here it's nice and quiet Mm -hmm. but yeah we do need to we need to make it classier and so We'll, we'll get it. We'll get a lot. We're more. working on it. Yeah, get some yeah. sparkles going. <laughs> yeah, or some sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Sandra, like I said, awesome to have you in here. Um, so we like to keep things casual, conversational in here. So I'll start us off with just if you could tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got here. Sure. Well, I'm from South Texas, all around here. Um, started at a border town, south of four hours south of here. As you know, Texas is a huge state. So, yeah, you can drive four hours south and still be in Texas. Um, border town named Mission. Stayed in San Antonio working on an internship, an undergrad. Um, then met this Irish Catholic dude um, who wouldn't quit bothering me. So I stayed and married him and worked on my graduate school here. Um, my friend's still upset because we were supposed to go to Columbia together and <laughs> 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 the East Coast. But uh, it's all good. Um, worked in higher ed for 15 years in the career uh, coaching area, and that's where I came up with the idea for Talent Hatched. Beautiful. Right on. Mission, Texas. That's our. That's the second guest oh, wow. that we've had yeah. that, that called out Mission, Texas. Did they mention Tom Landry? No, they did not mention wow. Tom Why Tom Landry? Landry? Yeah. Home of Tom Landry. Oh, hey. really? football area. Well, you know, most of Texas is. But yeah, he's from. Yeah, nice. that, that is funny. A, a lot of those, uh, especially the smaller towns, the claim to fame is is the strong football era that mm-hmm. they had at some point. <laughs> Where is Mission? Mission is next to McAllen. So McAllen is the biggest area. Although, you know, now since it's grown so much, I would say it's kind of like a small version of DFW. You know, it's a metroplex area. Yeah. Sure. So so um, Mission and you decided, so you, you met somebody and um, they brought you to San Antonio, or you came to San Antonio on your own? No, I ran from home. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> after, after high school, I ran uh, up here for an internship in undergrad. Right um, on. For counseling and rehabilitative services at Easter Cells, which is still going. Right on. Provides good services to our community. And I was on my way to graduate school on the East Coast, and that's when I met my now current husband. What, uh, what got you into counseling? Counseling, um, it's a long story, but long story short, um, originally I was going for um, medic- medicine, and so the counseling was an allied health career um, focus, and that's what I focused on at the time. Right on. So you had mentioned that you uh, that, that you came up here for an internship in San Antonio. What was the internship like? 
Yep. The internship was with Easter Sales um, one semester, and it was part of the curriculum to be able to graduate with the bachelor's. Um, it was really good, you know, for most folks, but for me, it didn't turn out to be what I wanted to do. Um, so in hindsight, you know, I wish I had had that exposure prior to entering that program. Yeah. You know, because then you're screwed, right? You got to finish. You have one semester left. You have all this money to pay back. Yeah. Some, for some folks. And um, that's part of the reason for Talent Hatch, right? So that other people don't have to do that and maybe gain the exposure um, so that that doesn't happen to them. And moreover, they have the confidence to pursue what they really want at that point in their life. Yeah. And what what school were you with? Um, I started at Baylor in Waco. Then I went to University of Texas Pan American which now changed to UTRGV. Um, and that reminds me, I have to say that I did not go to Mission High School because people here and will be like, Sandra, you did not say Sherryland. So I attended Sherryland High School, which is a school district within Mission. Very important. Oh, I got well, Why is that important? <laughs> because there's a distinction um, in, uh, not a rivalry, I would say, but, you know, if you say you're for Mission, you, you have to distinguish either you... Are uh, Mission Eagles, or are you, or you are a Sherland Rattler? Is that like a is that like a sports rivalry, or just like a in general, just like where you're from? In general, like where you're from, kind of hood area. Mm. Really? Yeah, because at that time Sherland was three A, very small school, and Mission mm-hmm. were the big dogs, five A. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I would I would liken it to like, you know, you have. Um, Let's see, Alamo Heights, right? But it's still part of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that. So Mission oh. is the city, but Sherilyn is the school district within the city. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you you had also mentioned that um, that's what Talent Hatched is here to solve. And so I think the issue that you were referring to is that, like, you came in and you did this internship, and it was part of your four-year program. Yep. And then... F- Three and a half years into it, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is what I want to do. And Talent ha- talent Hatch would be a, a solution for that. Can you tell us a little bit about what what is Talent Hatch? Sure. So we're creating um, a SaaS, you know, some software for high school students to gain work-based learning opportunities aligned with uh, the career they're thinking about pursuing. So the goals would be a couple goals, you know, to give them exposure to what is really out there. Typically in high school, people work um, fast food industry, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think it'd be cool if they'd get to like work in a PR firm, right? Work at the at the sports uh, Spurs uh, sports front desk, and see that environment with all the uh, intricacies of what that involves, similar to here at Geekdom. Um, and the second reason is that I think it would give some students hope to persist, right? Because high school is really hard. And difficult and an awkward time in people's lives. But also, and personally, and, you know, things I've seen in our students that I serve in my day job, I think it gives um, being exposed to a career that you're interested in at a younger age gives you the confidence to um, make sure you get over the no's because you're going to get a, a lot of no's, right? I got a big no um, when I first was at Baylor for what I was pursuing. And, you know, my parents didn't know any better. And they're like, well, Miha, just, they're the therapists, they're the counselors, they know better, right? And I knew better that I was good enough and I could have persisted and I would have done just fine. But, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so, 
fast forward 20 years later, you know, I'm still here and I keep seeing the same things occur. Um, and I think in terms of offering some equitable access, it's uh, something that's not um, very popular or industry's not used to. Um, but one of the positive things of COVID, I'd like to think if, if we can say that, is that um, it accelerated the use of IT in all aspects mm-hmm. of K through 12 and um, the workforce, right? Especially that area between, you know, when you're 16, 22, 23, 24, um, or even after if you're looking to upscale or rescale, right? Which is a lot of our populations and community. So um, because of that, I think um, EdTech has a... Um, is a very good market right now to, to grow from, um, to invest in. And it's one of the things that um, Talent Hatch is hoping to go after. So can you talk about, like, um, how would somebody use Talent Hatch? Sure. So it's an app and, you know, school district or workforce entity, the city, um, would purchase it and then provide it to their learners, their students, and they would quickly log in, easily uh, click some screens with skill sets that they currently possess. Because, you know, some of our students have non-credential skill sets already, right? They've been um, coding. They've been working on things that are not officially um, credentialed. That doesn't mean that they're not good at it. That doesn't mean that they can't do the work. But because it's not, um, you know, some organization doesn't say, okay, this is official, it doesn't give you a piece of paper. To me, it, do, it doesn't matter. To me, it's something that you can still work on and, you know, have confidence in knowing that you'd be able to get some money and, and support your family or, of course, save for college because, you know, even public four-year school is so expensive nowadays. Um, but they would quickly log in, go through some screens, articulate what skills they know, um, whether they be tech or non-tech. Those would be the two uh, variants we have right now, so it'd be tech or non-tech, and then from there, um, it create a profile. So your profile would become your cover letter. It's very hard for folks, um, regardless of what age or credentials, to come up with a cover letter, right? You have to be able to articulate by yourself. Just talk really awesome about yourself. So think <laughs> about how hard that is, right? So to expect someone young to do that, well, you know, I've consulted and worked with people that have PhDs that have problems doing cover letters, so it's not easy. So your profile would be your cover letter. Then um, the entity would then link you up with whatever jobs are available. Um, that partnership would have had to have been established already, and that's where my call to action would be, right, um, for our local businesses and partners to open their space up for our students, right? Um, because we hear that we need talent, so we need folks skilled, but you need to create a pathway. You need to be able to be vulnerable and allow that to happen. And it's much easier to, to import talent, right? Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's harder to grow your own. It's harder to create that pipeline. Um, but if you do, right, you have awesome things happen. You have people staying less brain drain, right? People c- contributing to community that they're already proud of, right? I'm proud to be a San Antonio now and a lot of folks in this room and in this building are as well. But if you don't have that um, partnership from the community and the industry, then that can't happen. But to answer your question, it'd be really easy just uh, to log in into the app and have it on your phone. 
And every time, um, kind of like an Uber or Lyft, right, there's a job nearby you're walking around, it would ding if it matches with your skill sets and if there's an opening. Gotcha. So then uh, from there, they can go and apply. Um, so this is this is something that matches. It's like a matchmaking app then. Yep. Um, with but not for love. Not for love. <laughs> but but, um, but it, it, you know, it, it can be overwhelming, especially for your first job, to yep. go out there and, like, just search for any openings. But if you have openings that are served to you based on your self-identified skills, then um, at least you know which ones that you should be applying to based on the things you've already been working on. Correct. That's cool. Um, so you had also mentioned that, um, that you have a day job. Can you talk about that? Yes. Uh, like most of the entrepreneurs out there or startup folks, I have a day job. I work at Alamo Colleges, specifically St. Phillips College. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, Alamo Colleges, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I was. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I'm a career coach there currently. Oh, okay, awesome. So does that uh, translate? Like pretty well into like what you're building? Yeah, it does. Um, I've had different titles, but I love working with students. I've seen the transition of students in you know the past 15 years. Um, but this one thing, this one gap that I identified is why I created Talent Hatched. Cool. Yeah, there's, there's, and the gap that you're identifying is, is a little bit earlier than the college students. It starts with like, you, you you've identified that, um, students as early as high school are already starting to think about what they want to be doing and are already trying to tie applicable skills to um, available jobs. Is that yeah. the gap that, you, that you're talking about? Yeah, and sometimes, Philip, it's not necessarily, you know, out of their interest. Yeah. I would venture to say a lot of, you know, students have to work and need to work to support their immediate families and, and save for college um, or save for whatever is going to come after high school. Um, you know, the cost of living continues to increase. The minimum wage hasn't. Uh, cost of private and public uh, four-year colleges continues to increase. Community colleges, um, you know, are lucky. We're able to have affordable pricing because we're funded by three revenue streams, right, um, which are, you know, we levy taxes. So um, my tax bill and your tax bill will have, like, your local college district uh, listed there. But then also we get monies from the state and obviously we start tuition. So that makes us more affordable. And I think that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would like, you know, in the perfect world for most public four-year schools to also be affordable. Yeah. Have you um, have you uh, done any kind of like entrepreneurial things prior to Talent Hatch? Yeah. Um, I think it was shortly after Geekdom opened. I know you guys are hitting your 10-year mark, right? So 10 years this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Woo-hoo. Yeah, right here. Hold up. <laughs> Happy birthday to us. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a couple of years after that. Um, you know, Hatish, uh, Dr. Nathani was a mentor of mine. So That's um, awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So he's the one that, he's the reason I'm here. He pushed me uh, to come up and, and uh, move forward my idea. But prior to that, I think it was about 2013, I had... Um, a steam gear clothing line for babies. So to encourage girls to uh, pursue STEM. That's awesome. So, but now they added the A, the a so I think I added an A at that time. So that was the, the my previous startup. That yeah. Did, did not go well. No. <laughs> I learned yeah. so much from it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yep. Um, and so how has this journey been for you building Talent Hatch? 
It's been interesting, you know, there's this thing called the pandemic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I feel really um, fortunate to say that I'm here. And uh, so are my kids and my family. Um, but, yeah, that added another layer of, uh, you know, having to, how do I put it, in terms of, you know, one of my favorite sports, volleyball. You know, get the ball over the net with a dink. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last uh, moment there. Um, but, yeah, um, I think it's it's gone pretty well. Geekdom's very supportive. Um, exposure to tons of mentors. The finance part, something that I needed to learn, and I feel more confident in that. Um, so, yeah, it's been pretty good considering everything else. Um, yeah. What's been one of the biggest challenges? One of the biggest challenges is uh, uh, finding a, a technical partner. Mm. You know, um, one of the cool things I've found out is um, the Y Combinator, you know, out of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the, I mean, the videos are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just learn, like, chingles of things and watching, <laughs> <laughs> just YouTubing that. But one of the things they created was a matching system where, you know, you put in your skills, what you're looking for, whether it be a non-technical or technical person, and they match you up with somebody, um, you know, anywhere in the world. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I just learned about that last month. So I'm thinking about hitting, hitting them up. But, yeah, to answer your question, it's, it's quite difficult to find um, somebody you trust, right? Um, it's, it's a lot of work. You cannot get paid um, under this incubator. I'm not getting paid. Um, but I believe in it and I'm going to pursue it to then. Yeah. Right on. What about, uh, can you talk about one of your wins? Like what's one of the biggest celebratory moments for talent hatch? Um, I think that we have two potential customers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So go for Q4. Um, my, my brain thing's in quarters now, right? (laughs) (laughs) So you trained me well. Nice. (laughs) Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Like it, and also things in academic year, right? Cause I work in at a uh, institution of higher learning, which everything starts on September 1st. It ends August 31st. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, I have two like sides of my brain thinking in quarters. But um, for our Q4 uh, goal is to is to get a customer. Yeah. Yep. Right on. Um, That's a win. <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, awesome. Can you talk about the incubator program? What's, what has that been like? How far into it are you? So we're wrapping up. Um, it's October we present in January. Um, and we have a presentation this coming Friday, by the way. Um, so the, those are pretty cool because it allows you to summarize everything you've done in the past three months. So, you know, did you go into Asana? No. Okay. Go back and do that because, <laughs> because those people you're presenting to are going to be checking that out. Um, did you come in and, and make sure, you know, um, you try to communicate and network and, and say thank you, even if it's like an email thank you. Um, I prefer cards, but, you know, we're not supposed to do cards right now. Um, so I really miss my Snoopy cards. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, make sure you thank the people that you consulted with um, that have given you advice. Um, make sure that you keep track of uh, your quarter f- quarterly finances. Um, so I've gotten really good at that. Um, monthly, written, quarter... Um, and I did mess up in Q2, but someone caught me, Leslie caught me real good. I'm like, Ooh, let me go back there. (laughs) So, um, I think 
uh, you know, when January comes, I'm going to be like, <laughs> Can I still go back? <laughs> but um, it's been a great experience. I am really appreciative of um, the leadership um, accepting our application and believing in us and continuing to stick with us. Um, besides, you know, all the hiccups we had, we've had definitely more wins than hiccups. So I try to look at it that way. What, uh, when you went to, uh, when you went to Alamo Colleges and started the job that you're in now, um, what was it that made you feel compelled to start a start Talent Hatch to fill that void? Well, when I started, I had just received my master's in public policy, and um, I needed a job, and I was trying to align it with some of my values. Um, and after being there for a couple of years, I started to notice, you know, this is the same story that I had experienced when I first went off to school. And it was like, you know, miss, I wanted to do this, but, you know, they told me I couldn't do it, you know. And the, har the hardest part, you know, as an advisor or career coach is to tell the person, like, yes, you can, you need to go back. Because, you know, that was maybe months, years ago. And to say that to someone you know, you have to be careful because you don't want to burst their bubble as to where they're at now, right? But I know exactly how that feels. And it doesn't feel good. So you don't want to say, hey, don't let people tell you no and go back and do it, right? Because they're here in front of you pursuing something else, right? So I learned to be uh, very empathetic and listen and guide them to maybe uh, something um, that they'd like to do. And, you know, nine times out of 10, Philip, the, what they wanted to do was totally related with what they had thought they could do. So that was something that um, was always, you know, coming and staring at me straight in the eye. Why do you think that uh, it's so impactful when a student asks, like, or a student says, this is something that I want to do, and then the advisor that they probably haven't interacted with too much tells them that that's, that's probably not the best path forward. Well, and it, you know, for me, it was an, an advisor. It wasn't my personal advisor, but it was somebody that told me I couldn't, you know, do medicine because people like me didn't do well in math and science. Um, and, you know, you can take that however you, you will. But Where was that coming from in that moment? That was coming from... Um, it wasn't my personal advisor. It was like somebody that was filling in, you know, and you know, I had, I had A's and B's. So I was doing pretty good. My calculus did kick my butt, but you know, I think with some help I would have done okay. Um, however, at that point, you know, my parents were like, you know, whatever they say is gold, right? So I think it's so impactful to answer your question is because regardless if it's the advisor or not, it's a person of power. It's a person that has a nice title after them that works at that place, right? So you do not expect that person to say, you can't do this. Mm. Yeah. That's why it's impactful. Yeah. And like, I guess uh, at that time in your life, um, you were probably in transition, like from high school or something. And um, I, the way that I think about that is like, we're so used to being taught, like at that age, we're so used to like, looking up to the teacher and like taking whatever they say as truth because that's what we're going to school for. Yep. Um, but 
that transition from like a teacher student relationship to an advisor student relationship that, that becomes a little muddy, right? Like when, how do you, like, how do you know then what you know now, which now if somebody told you today, if you said, I think I want to pursue medicine, I feel like if you were to tell me that and I were to say the same thing somebody told you, that you would push back and say that like, ah, well, or you would just take it as like, that's just what that guy said. Grain you know, of salt. A grain of salt, yeah. yeah. But but when you're at that mindset of a student, how do you, nobody tells you that like, well, you can provide pushback or that's just, <laughs> that's just a data point kind of a thing. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, now I'd be like, okay, cool. Nice chatting with you, and, you know, off I go and go knock on someone at the door. Yeah. Right, because I've learned, but to have that confidence at that age is very difficult, especially if, you know, like for me, and as an example, and for a lot of the students I see, you know, this was my first, I was the first in my family to go to school, um, first everything. So, yeah, I was like, I was a triple minority. <laughs> um, so, you know, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. It was a lot of money. I was taking on debt. There's a lot of things on the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you would have had talent hatched back then, um, how do you think your journey would have been different? I think it would have been a lot different. Um, you know, had I seen the environment of a hospital or a clinic, um, I'd have been like, cool, like these people are normal. They're just like everybody else, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're younger or you're starting something new, you know, you do get butterflies. You are intimidated. Um, you know, you do have that um, feel like, maybe I should not be here. Why am I here, you know? Um, and it's more so, you know, if you have all these other things that are up against you, right? Um, I did not have, like, maybe $20 on my debit card. Um, like most of the students I serve, right? If you have a bank account, Um I did not know what, what a semester was. You know, I had to teach myself. And I did not want to tell my parents that because I knew they wouldn't do it, and I didn't want to offend them or make them feel like, you know, they're less intelligent than me. Because work ethic and value-based, they are totally much more than, than I'm still thinking. I'm still trying to reach that, right? Um, so uh, as, as a young person, you don't want to do that to your parents. But at the same time... You know, exposing somebody to that environment, I feel, not only helps you get through school and think that, hey, I can do that, uh, which, you know, I know it, people say that all the time, but it does matter because what your eyes see, then your brain can translate to, you know, what we call ganas, right, the will. And if you don't see it through your neighbors or, you know, whatever social capital, if you have social capital within your area, within your family, immediate family or extended area, then you're not going to think you can do it. Um, so I think the exposure to that environment will help our students in our community um, not only persist, but, you know, also create maybe a, a pipeline, right? So that businesses will think, hey, this is going to be a fresh new student. We can help them go through college and train them up really you're molding up your workforce locally which i think is key to continue the economic um growth for our city yeah um when you say that you're hopeful in q4 to get your first customer 
what does your customer look like? Is that a like a school district or, yeah, just what is that customer? So uh, one would be the school district. The other one that I was thinking about, Philip, would be like, um, you know, um, an economic development uh, entity that is trying to accomplish XYZ goals with some of the grant monies that have been doled out from the Department of Labor or, you know, they have a new initiative um, that they need to uh, fulfill. Also, um, it could be it could be a workforce development board. We have 28 in the state of Texas, um, and they are really integral in, in helping folks skill up and placing folks in um, apprentice-like opportunities. Right on. Um, when you... Uh when you talk about like your passion for filling that gap, um, I feel like there's there's like two issues. One, students don't know that that these jobs exist and their skills that they already have kind of already align. And the other um, the other is that students don't have the exposure early on into some of these fields that you know kind of demystifies their journey to get there. Um, and I know that Talent Hatched is is there to solve that first issue, to do that matchmaking. Um, what do you think that, or how do you think we can get those students to be like just in the presence of those places? Is there is there a pathway to set up like programming for corporations to uh, to accept these kind of internships or anything? Yeah, there there's models out there. One that I can provide as an example um, that I, my friend has allowed me to share is, you know, her experience um, growing up in Austin with uh, Dell, you know, the computer folks. Um, this was like 15 years ago, maybe, and it was a small school. But beginning their freshman year, they had, I believe, eight to ten hours where they were bused to um, one of the Dell uh, buildings and they worked um, in whatever area, right? So if you think of a big uh, company, they have all aspects of um, what you would consider, um, you know, HR, accounting, manufacturing, um, maintenance, you know, uh, engineer, software engineering, um, obviously, you know, the leadership. So the students will be placed in an area of their interest. And um, having that experience for four years not only builds up your resume, but it demystifies like, hey, I can work in this building, right? Mm -hmm. I can do whatever they're doing that, you know, uh, make some millions of dollars and, you know, lets them be self-sufficient and have a family. Um my friend would entered college much better prepared mm -hmm. and went to college because of that experience. Um, you know, I have an, uh, another um, acquaintance who takes her kid to her law firm, right? Um, my parents couldn't take me to their work because, you know, it was dirty and they did not allow children. But imagine being able to go to your mom's office and be like, hey, I can do this, like, She's cool. She's in charge. You know, she does this. Um, that doesn't happen to a lot of a lot of people. Yeah, it like almost seems intimidating. Like even just thinking about it, I think about like growing up driving past the Dell building 
being like, I don't even know what goes on in there. Yeah. Like, I, I would never be able to step foot in there. I'm not then, privy to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But going in and seeing that, like, it's a little bit, there's, it's friendly and, like, maybe mm-hmm. there's opportunities for me in there. That That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. We saw that a little bit um, when we had uh, Belinda from Be My Village mm-hmm. in here. She had brought some of her was her old students or, mm-hmm. or a friend of hers that worked at Castex? I think it was her old students, but yeah. Um, but she brought some Castex students through here, cool. um, and we did see that on their faces of like, oh these these people look like me or like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like, and that was that was really cool to to see. Um, what drives you like to to pursue Talent Hatched while you also have a Another full time <laughs> job. Shh, and don't tell my boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what drives you, Sandra? Um, I I think uh you know I'm a first I'm the firstborn out of four so, um, without wanting to I I always had to help my parents out right and um help uh learn how to do everything that entails uh being a caregiver, um, so the the. The fun thing my brother used to say is like, you're never going to have kids and get married after all this. Yeah. And you're wondering why I took forever to like, you know, uh, get hitched, as he says. Um, but no, like, I I think, you know, for me, I, I plan on working or being of service to someone forever. Like, retirement to me does not look like, you know, hanging out at a golf course or sitting on my front porch. <laughs> Like, I want to be able to do something to help someone. So, um, to me, that's that's something that I've always had in my heart, uh, to be of help to people in whatever I do. It doesn't have to be with my career. I don't have to be monetarily compensated. But I do want to be successful in whatever I try, right? So, my family, I want to be successful with Team Lamb, as we call ourselves, you know, <laughs> as a friend, <laughs> Um, and there's Team Lamb and Cali, so you know it's like one to one. We're tied this year. Um, oh, <laughs> is there a rivalry there yeah, too? Oh yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, can you talk about that? <laughs> well, yeah, well, maybe not. I have to ask for permission from my sister-in-law. See what she thinks. <laughs> she is three hours behind, so that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I just want to be successful. I want to be helpful. Um, I think there's an opportunity to have greater impact um, long term. Yeah. And, you know, this is a new space. There's not a lot of folks doing this. Um, I really think we can create a pipeline where this will be the norm in 10 to 15, 20 years. Um, long are the days, you know, like 60s or 70s where it was kind of cookie cutter where people would go right after high school to college. It's not necessarily the case, right? People do badge credentialing. Um one of the folks I work with on our team took a year off during COVID, uh, didn't even get a credential, but became a UX designer. Hmm. Um, and in her field, she's told me, you know, as long as you complete most of the modules, you don't have to complete them all, but you can do the work and you can show it, you get a job. Yeah. You know, which for a lot of people, that's going to be the norm because, I mean, it's very difficult to afford it. And really it's, going to be a luxury to have a four-year degree under your belt yeah you know for a lot of folks so i'm all game for credentialing um badges you know and on average folks are going to have three to four careers in their lifetime moving forward sure yeah hey if you start somewhere you start somewhere you can always go back and upskill yeah something else 
Yeah, I I know someone had told me or I heard this somewhere before that like one year of experience equates to two years of school or something like that. Um, And I feel like if you like and especially in the creative space, if like you have a photographer that's been doing it for, you know, two years, like, well, you've been doing the actual work and out there doing the things, editing the photos versus someone that comes out of college four year like photography or whatever degree like. Yeah, that experience goes a long way. Still got some schooling to do. Yeah. Street smarts. <laughs> that counts for something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, th- I sometimes I think it's like maybe dismissed or not held to as high standard as somebody who has a piece of paper. But yeah. if you've actually done the work, as yeah. opposed yeah. to somebody who has a piece of paper and hasn't done the work, well, guess it's going to get hired. Yeah. Yeah, I only use that example because that's like how I did it. I didn't go to school for photography or any sort of creative. I don't have a piece of paper. Yeah. But I did it for yeah. a few years. And that's kind of what led to certain opportunities. Just because mm-hmm. like people are like, Hey, I see you out there grinding, you know, like dude, just fake it till you make it, dude. Exactly. <laughs> there exactly. it is, baby. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Um, well, Sandra, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Um, before we wrap up, I um one question I, I always like to ask and say for the end is uh if you could go back and think about uh that time when you wanted to pursue medicine and and there was somebody that was in your way and and really kind of you know in inserted that imposter syndrome that like this isn't something that I can do if you can go back to that time what advice would you have liked to have heard or what advice would you give somebody who's in that similar spot oh that's a good one let me see I think about that one you always end with the with the banger, man. Yeah, it's like a Walter Cronkite one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Dan Rathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember my dad watching that, making us all watch it. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I would I would tell my former self or someone in those shoes, you know, be gracious, um, say thank you for your feedback, don't take it to heart. And then go find somebody who will tell you yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Be gracious, thankful for that feedback, and find your yes. Well, Sandra, this has been awesome. It's, uh, you know, we love having you as part of the community, as part of the incubator program. And um, it's been great to just kind of kick it with you and, and get to know you a little bit more. If you would, sir, Mr. JRG, take us home, sir. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this morning to another amazing episode of the Geekdom Underground podcast. Uh, So how do people learn about you, learn about Talent Hatch? Do you have a website or social media, anything like that you'd like to plug? Yeah, we have a website, talenthatch.com. We're also on LinkedIn and Instagram. Oh, very cool. On the IG. Right on. Well, on the IG. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. We will see y'all next week. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. Take it easy, y'all. Thanks, thanks everybody. Y'all.